Hello. We barely got there today, but we managed Whoa. to. <laughs> Are you reacting to the music? Is that what's going on again? Yeah, All right. man. That was abrupt. <laughs> Are you in the Ninja Rules from Cliffhanger? Yeah, <laughs> okay. man. All right. You ever flip between the Weather oh. Channel and MTV just kind of see what kind of static you get up to, man? Yeah, cheesehead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. So we should we should this is the cliffhanger episode, but we'll save it for the Seinfeld one. The next time we do a movie, we'll talk about the Dream Cafe. What's the Dream Cafe? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was in this yeah, episode we watched. It's exactly yeah. in this episode. So this is the episode that people probably know mostly as where Jerry is a bad bad man or a good good man, according to Babu Bot. <laughs> yes, you're a very very good man. <laughs> Very, very bad, man. <laughs> oh, man. So, I guess, like, this is one of those episodes where I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm like, hmm, how racist is Seinfeld? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's pretty... Is it racist? I feel like Babu is such a good-natured character, um, yeah, it's it's hard to say because everyone's kind of a caricature of an actual person in this kind of show, so... Right. You know, I mean, exactly. a non-native English speaker is going to be definitely have a very broad accent and kind of, I don't know, just, just you know, be <laughs> have a thing where they kind of say one or two things the whole time, and that's the punchline. <laughs> Especially the punchline <laughs> right. of the way they say it, like the way that Babu Bot says it. Like, I wonder how offended I would be if he were Iranian... Uh, but as it stands now, I'm not really offended. Okay, by well, him. imagine he's Iranian because I think that you can you can change out the nationality <laughs> pretty easily with whatever we see going on here. So, um, sorry, offended. I they pretty much implied Iranian food sucks. How do you feel about that? Well, that's just not correct. I'm sure Pakistani know? food's also delicious too. So, I mean, <laughs> how different is it than Indian food, right? I mean, and when you. Not terribly. Different. Yeah, when you yeah. compare anything to like of all places, I've actually had Pakistani food only in Manhattan. Oh, not I know. Iran or like I know. Well, else. you know his defense. So for anyone that doesn't remember this episode super well, hasn't watched it. So Jerry comes in this dream cafe, and the first joke he does in this episode, and first stand-up bit, it's it's it's. I mean, it's not funny, but it's like okay, we all know these places. So he talks about places that are just like Bermuda triangles or black holes. How there's just a place, mm-hmm. and no matter what's there. Nothing there can, no business can survive. And, you know, no matter what city you live in, you know these kind of places. Right. I mean, I I have known places that uh, have uh, rotated owners and what have you, businesses a few times, but nothing where nothing ever lasts. Yeah, that's the point of it. Yeah, exactly. Because this is is one of those places, too, that I guess, guess, you know. Right, right, right. I mean, of of course, comedy is based on exaggeration, so that's... Allowed, it's not I really an exaggeration. I mean, there are lots of that. I mean, no. okay, so let's let's talk about something in the Missoula, right? So where's a Missoula place that just keeps on changing out and never really sticks? I feel like bars downtown rotate. Really? Like, what was that one bar downtown that it rotated? What? It was like the Ritz, and then it became something oh, else. Oh, yeah, the Badlander, Hammerjacks, all that. I mean, yeah, but that's like, that's pretty light. Like, I'm kind of thinking about a place that doesn't last more than a year or two. Yeah, so do you know any in Missoula? I would say like the Zydeco Cafe area, you know what I'm talking about? It was a Quiznos, I think, at one point in time, and then it was a Zydeco Cafe, and then now it's yeah. the Vietnamese restaurant in town. I hope the Vietnamese restaurant sticks. 
This is where is this? It's again? like okay, this is so so boring. But <laughs> you know, Missoula. So for anyone that doesn't know, Missoula has like a bunch of weird streets that kind of combine in a strange way. And it's, this is in the one of those triangles. So it's really close to um, hmm. I don't know. Uh, it's on Brook Street, kind of by the Starbucks. <laughs> I don't even remember a Starbucks on Brooks. Okay, it's it's by the Book so. Exchange. Oh, okay. It's like that little okay. triangle. But right by Ruby's Cafe. Remember that? So for people that don't know Missoula too, that's yeah. also the cafe that's in Yellowstone, I guess. I've never seen Yellowstone. But. Ru- yeah, Ruby's Cafe. Is it the place of Ruby's Cafe that's changed? No, 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 no. That's that, that that's an old stand-in. Yeah, that's been around forever. Okay. It's like right okay. next to it, so though. So some other place. Yeah, right next to it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one of the places I can think all of. Right. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's like a million of them if I really think of it, but no one really wants to hear about <laughs> all the Missoula places that... <laughs> Can't can't that stay in business. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um these days they all become dispensaries. Ooh, that's fascinating. We I bet I bet we have like fifty in this uh, maybe more than fifty. What? That's there are insane. so many. It is like everywhere. Everywhere you look, wow. if you look up in the sky, you'll see like the green cross or something. I mean, <laughs> you know, they always have the green cross. Well, I don't think they can actually say like <laughs> we're a weed store, but then they have to like have little symbols that you decipher, mm. not very subtle right. symbols. Are they all green? I, I think they are. Yeah. It's like a doctor oh, okay. smoking a joint who's green, <laughs> but it doesn't say weed on it. <laughs> oh, man. Yep, they waited until I moved away and stopped smoking weed. Yes, they did and just for everywhere. you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of the side plots too is one of, one of my favorite Seinfeld subplots about how George has to take the IQ test. Right. Um and uh he so his girlfriend at the time I Monica. Mean, Monica who I, I think guess. is a one episode girlfriend. Really? Just this one? I feel like she carries over from the last one. I don't know. Oh, does she? Okay, I haven't watched the last one in a while, but maybe maybe that's true. Okay, two episodes. Two episodes, right. And she has for work like some kind of IQ test that somebody needs to take, and you know who better than George to take it? But George, of course, wants to impress her. (laughs) Who better than the most anxious man she knows? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, So he wants to make sure he does really well, and apparently before... Like in the past, he hasn't done well or something. He he no. does say that he's people think he's smart, but he's not smart. Well, that's what Jerry says. Jerry says he's not smart. He's like people who thinks you're smart. But the whole thing is that <laughs> I don't know if he ever took an IQ test, but he, he took SATs. But then he lies about that. So he right. says he got a good score, and then he won't even tell people what his real score is. Yeah. So that's that's very much a George thing, um, and uh, he wants. Uh, Elaine, who says she's good with uh, IQ tests, to take it for her. Such at a 145. Right, right, which is um, like super good. Duper good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you're you're a certified, you're not just a genius. I think you're like kind of a super genius almost at 145, right? That's like a... Yeah, that's three um, standard deviations (laughs) away from the mean. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. Well, so for... <laughs> let's see. Sixty-eight percent, ninety-five percent. I think it's in the like top percent. Oh, it has to be. Yeah. I mean, do you have any idea what your IQ is? 
I have gotten scores anywhere from like 103 to 143, so I don't think any of them are accurate, and I don't. Yeah, put much that's kind of my anyway. thing too. <laughs> 103. Yeah, yeah. The most recent one I got was 103. Oh, that makes sense. It was recent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a website that was trying to sell um, Mensa memberships, but it was like, oh, you're not smart enough. Move wow. on. Move so, along, boy. So, I mean, I wonder if the <laughs> IQ test was legit then if you're trying to sell Mensa memberships. I guess Mensa is a weird kind of toxic thing, though. Yeah, I think so. I mean, can it not be... Uh, like a, yeah. How can it we're, not we're, be? We're the prerequisite to get in is you have to like have a certain IQ test, and the IQ tests are right. probably these <laughs> very westernized, maybe kind of racist, misogynist, even. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jerry was talking about how you know it's very gender centric because when Elaine's first test came back, she got an eighty-five, and I was going to make a joke <laughs> about eighty-five is terrible, but I guess you had a one hundred five, so I can't make that joke anymore. So eighty-five is pretty good, right? 85 is one standard deviation below, so you fall... What do these um, mean? Let, let, let's talk human here. Um, <laughs> who is a listener of ours? Uh-huh. Beep, I guess. Beep is a, is knows Beep. exactly what I'm talking <laughs> about. <laughs> um, so it means you're in the... Let's see, what's the opposite of like 38th percentile or something? Or 33rd percentile? Okay. Yeah. So 33% of people that take this test are in that range, like the 85 degree range? 85 like 33% of people who take it are or get a score that's 85 or lower. So really? Most people get a score that's higher. Wow. Like the vast majority, 67% of people. Get a higher score. Because 100's the average, right? Yes. Okay. Well, I love how he has this scheme to like just hand off the test to Elaine outside this window because his girlfriend's window is on the first floor, so she can literally just keep walking by. And the first time they're about to take the test, you see you see George all getting set up, and he's like, nope, you really got to get out of here, Monica. I got this taken <laughs> care of. And you see Elaine pacing back and forth, just kind of waiting for him. And then she goes to the Dream Cafe. Everyone just goes to the Dream Cafe that day. And because, right. you know, Jerry's there. Babu is like really feeling pumped up and like excited because all these people come in. But then Elaine just kind of begrudgingly orders a rigatoni because she wants tea and toast, but then that kind of breaks Babu's heart. Yeah. And then Kramer yeah. comes in just being Kramer, <laughs> asking a bunch of annoying questions, <laughs> doing good physical comedy when he touches a hot towel. <laughs> right. That's like the, the thing Kramer does. That's like yes. his signature move in Seinfeld is is getting tripped up by something he's looking at or like He's yeah, holding or whatever. Yeah, I feel like when he touched the hot towel, he actually did kind of a little backflip. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was very impressed. I was like, this looks really natural. Of all the ones that he does, like he does one per episode. I feel like this one felt <laughs> pretty much, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yep. It was good, solid physical comedy. And then you keep on thinking like Kramer is gonna fuck up the test, and he doesn't. He just kind of annoys her. But then Babu comes yeah. over and spills her rigatoni all over the test. <laughs> <laughs> and then, what what was George's excuse when uh, he gives oh, the test back to Monica? Amazing, yeah, it's yeah. Like, I, so I spilled amazing. food on it. Like, where did you get the food? It was in my pocket. <laughs> well, in every single question she she asked him, yeah, he has, he's like so gaslit. He's like, what, 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 what do you mean when I get the food? It's in my pocket. Yeah, and, and then like, like, where did you 
This uh, coffee, coffee too. Where'd you get the coffee? Like, yeah. A grocery store. <laughs> yeah. Where else? How did you go there? <laughs> I went out the window. <laughs> Why didn't you like go out the door? The window. window's right there. <laughs> right. I know. Every answer was just like, go, are you not yeah. thinking at all? Come on. <laughs> the window is right here. <laughs> Where else am I getting coffee? Only grocery stores obviously have coffee. <laughs> right. Grocery stores. And I love this reaction when she got an 85 and sees her for the first time. He's like, oh, hello, professor. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. <laughs> oh, that's pretty great. And then the side, the other side plot that uh, that that uh, hampers Elaine's progress from the IQ test the second time is that Kramer has this jacket from this oh, dude yeah, that left it at his a... mom's house for like two years, I guess. <laughs> right, right. And uh, this jacket actually, I feel like, shows up in more than that one. I, I think mean, so. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's got. I think it was in like the parking garage episode or something about the jacket. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely a multi-plot jacket. Right, multi-episode jacket. Ma- yeah, multi- yeah, multi-episode. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And so then Elaine's taking the test of Jerry's house a second time because the Dream Cafe, too crazy. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so wait, wait, I don't think we ever spelled out what is with the jacket. Oh, uh, some dude left it at his mom's house, but she he did it like years ago. So Kramer's saying like, hey, it's mine. But now the guy wants it back. And so he's like kind of trying to hunt Kramer down. Yeah. And why does Kramer want it so badly? Because the ladies, yeah. <laughs> the ladies love that thing. <laughs> and I think in at least one of the episodes, there's some evidence for that. Ah. It's like, like, look at me and all the ladies who are attracted to me in this jacket. I mean, it's a strong evidence. Did they do like a control test where he doesn't have the jacket <laughs> and then they do the jacket afterwards? I mean, you're talking about standard deviations. Oh, Let's, my God. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, I, I, I pulled up. Like, uh, you have to be in the top point... 27% to be three stent to be to get 145. This is this is terrible. <laughs> Everybody wants to know though. <laughs> or beep wants to know. <laughs> he knows though. Oh yeah, exactly. So we <laughs> we don't need to cater to him. <laughs> I thought when you mentioned his name, I thought you were gonna say his IQ. Oh, do you know his IQ? No. It's probably super crazy. It's probably better than 85, I'm guessing. Oh, it's like 149. Okay. (laughs) 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 But yeah, so so Elaine gets trapped again because she's taking the test at uh, Jerry's apartment. And then Kramer runs in there because he's trying to run away from the other dude. But then the dude sees him going to Jerry's apartment. And so he's banging on Jerry's door. And then Kramer (laughs) is just shouting out, never! (laughs) He says, come out there, Kramer. And then when she finally oh, nice. does come... Oh, and then another really amazing beat, too, is when Monica phone opens the door when George is done with the test and he just shakes her hand. <laughs> How you doing? Because <laughs> the test isn't back there or anything. Right. Yeah, yeah. Just playing it cool. Like, But then it cuts away from that to, uh, to I guess, Jerry has been gone for a week or something and now he's back to... Because oh, yes. He suggests to Babu, like, you're offering all these American dishes. Why don't you offer... Not even American. The Dream Cafe was all over the place. True. 
He, he was offering right. moussaka, right. franks yeah. and beans, something else. I don't know. Like it was like kind of Greek, kind of American, kind of like all the flags on the wall. The first flag is a Chinese flag, <laughs> and then it's the Mexican flag, and then it's the Greek flag. So it sounds kind of amazing. I feel like I would go to a place like that, though. Yeah, but I mean, not if, they're not good at it. I mean, right. I would say that most places, it's kind of like I, I, this happens pretty often these days, where you know, just a standard place like a like a bar, kind of maybe like a bistro pub type place mm-hmm. has like pho on the menu. You're like, oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know, should right. you have this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you know, like if there's a place in Missoula like this that has pad thai on the menu, I'm like, oh, oh. all right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, but if uh, if Babu was offering it, somehow I feel like he would bring a special kind of flavor to it. And, and you know what Franks and Beans are, right? It's like a hot dog and some beans? Yeah. So anyone offering that <laughs> as a restaurant, I'm, I'm not going to trust anything in your restaurant. Why is this in the restaurant? This is like canned food. This is like food right. you eat on the side of a railroad. <laughs> right. I've never seen it offered anywhere. It should not be offered anywhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I, maybe there's like some like ups, like hipster version of this where it's like, ooh, this like aged chorizo sausage and these yeah. <laughs> sprouted beans. But so yeah, so um, Jerry says that you should offer Pakistani food and uh, logic, logical, right? And uh, so a week later, he goes in, and Babu has done just that. But <laughs> he's like especially quiet. Um, oh yeah, he's like st- staring daggers at Jerry when he comes in. You can tell yeah. right away that he's just like not happy. And uh, Jerry seems to be clueless until he eats. So his clueless. Food. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Because even when Babu pulls his chair out all aggressively, Jerry sits down. And he's like, "Yeah, I am a special guy, aren't I?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And like when he eats the food and he's like i um, almost never do this but uh, the shrimp is kind of stringy and then babu <laughs> loses, loses shit it. yeah yes <laughs> you shut up <laughs> i know you're a bad man you're a bad man you're a very very bad man so th- th- this is the thing that i don't quite get because he's so mad at jerry but already his restaurant had no patrons before it became pakistani yeah, but he went into like more debt to uh, make it Pakistani, apparently, right? I, I guess so. I guess. I mean, it's still like, okay. <laughs> you're, you're so this Matt and Jerry, this guy that came into a restaurant one time. <laughs> or twice, maybe. <laughs> That's true. Right. Um, but yeah, he was like so, he was like a very smart man, very thoughtful man, very kind man. Very special. Very special man. Uh, yeah. Very good man, obviously. Like, all these adjectives. Yep. And then you get to hear Jerry kind of, like, half-gloating about it. He's like, yeah, I am a good guy. <laughs> like, nobody else thinks of people the way I do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and like, the whole time he's like at his apartment just kind of, like, spying at the Dream Cafe. Like, come on, people, go in there. And that's the whole reason he goes in there, because he doesn't see anyone else doing it. He, like, wants to kind of get this place business and see what's happening. Yeah, right, right. He makes he makes some jokes that I'm like, man, you couldn't make that joke right now. I don't think. He makes a joke about like being a sniper. Do you remember that? Oh, um, really? Yeah, he says like I could shoot him from here. I'd be doing us both a favor. Oh, yeah, he does say that. Right, that's yeah, that's kind of uh, yeah weird. 
Yeah, especially now when like that kind of thing happens all the time. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess did it not just really happen in the 90s that much? Right, it happens... I don't know when that was, but yeah, it, it kind of happens... That's happened a handful of times since. <laughs> a handful, okay. <laughs> yeah, just a handful. <laughs> well, that exact kind of thing. But uh, what was the whole thing with George wearing cologne? Oh, yeah. So I think... I don't know. It was kind of a weird thing that they brought up sometimes, but it didn't really go anywhere. So it brought up. Yeah. It was brought up originally when he was talking to Jerry, but Jerry was just really distracted and not really responding to him. And then, yeah, it was also brought up about him not being that smart because he is wearing cologne. And then I guess the cologne kind of stunk because when he came in, Elaine was like, "What are you wearing?" Hmm. Yeah. You, you ever been a cologne wearer? Not really. Um, like these days, I have an aftershave that kind of smells. <laughs> But no. <laughs> it kind of stinks. <laughs> yeah. When I was a kid, I had cologne that I would wear when, I don't know, when we would go to parties or something. Oh. Uh, yeah. I, I only wore cologne for a few years, and you know why? Why? So I was a smoker, and I lived at my mom's house, and so oh, whenever wow. the, whenever they came home, I thought I was like doing a really smart thing by putting cologne on me. Yeah. Did they <laughs> so know? They, no. Oh, good. So, yeah. Be like, oh, better dab some cologne on me just for my dad's cologne. <laughs> yeah, and then they would also say, as far as nonsensical little things that never went anywhere in this episode, Cassus Belly. Yeah, just some Latin phrase that Elaine heard, but she keeps her repeating. And I don't mm. know, I find these kind of nonsense phrases. I guess it's kind of how people are, but they're they're a little bit annoying because they don't go anywhere. But the yeah. only the only kind of pays off because George hears it. He's like, is that, is that about me? <laughs> <laughs> Cass's belly. Right. Um, And I have this amazing phrase, not phrase, line that um, George says that I don't quite remember the context for. I think it was because he said like after she's like Monica sees that he got an 85. Oh, the look she gave him. Yeah. It was the exact look my father gave me when he said, when I told him I wanted to be a ventriloquist. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty amazing. (laughs) Whereas I said that to my parents and I got a ventriloquist dummy. What? Yeah. I had a ventriloquist dummy. I think I had two. I had Mortimer Snurd and then I had this other guy. I think his name is Lester. Huh. Um, so you actually wanted to be a ventricle, ventriloquist? I wanted to be everything that had to do with anything creative. So I wanted to be Aww. like a writer. Well, the first thing I wanted to be was an artist. And then I wanted to be like a writer and then a ventriloquist dummy, then an actor, oh. then a musician. And then, yeah, that's probably most of what I wanted oh. to be. And you became a podcast show host. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is how I make my living. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, I mean, how else? I no, there's no other way. I mean, right. yeah, <laughs> we, we've established that you have a job and I do not. So yeah, thanks for rubbing that in. Um, I mean, who needs a job when you've got a job? You miss already? my childhood. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of not having a job, I have to go and do something else. Okay. So I guess we should not not a job. Don't worry. Um, So I guess we should probably sign off and say, tune in next week. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks to everyone who listened.